Chapter Seven of Twenty Minutes Late by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: A Sunday in Philadelphia. I did not think it out myself," said Caroline, with a flush on her cheek. "My brother Ben and I were talking about the boys in the printing office being obliged to do Sunday work, and some of us said the boys wouldn't go to church if they had a chance." so it did not make any difference about their having to work on sunday and my brother said we had nothing to do with that part of it that our business was to give them a chance and then if they did not go we wouldn't be the ones to blame just so said the conductor with an approving nod that brother of yours has a clear head on his shoulders i wouldn't mind working for him when he gets to be a man well there's lots of car travelling done on sundays by them that you wouldn't think would do such things why there are two or three ministers who come in on the cars regularly every sunday to their churches that's a fact he added in response to caroline's astonished look i know them myself and meet them very often have you been to church today one of them said to me not long ago no sir i haven't i said I have been too busy getting the preachers there and getting them home again to take time to go myself. He laughed as though he thought it was a good joke. Then he sobered up and said he, Don't you really get a chance to go at all? That is too bad. Well, said I, if folks wouldn't travel on Sundays, folks wouldn't have to work to travel them. He laughed again and said he, There's some truth in that but some people are situated so they have to travel on sundays see how it is with me i live fifteen miles from my church how could i get to it if it were not for the train i suppose you would have to live nearer your church said i he shook his head and says he i cannot do that very well i have an invalid daughter who has to live in the country i couldn't help asking one question said i doctor what would you have done if you had lived before railroads were invented well he laughed again and that was the end of it i like folks to be honest i'd have thought more of that minister if he had said i believe in sunday cars they are convenient and comfortable and i like to use them here we are he added giving a sharp pull to the bell as they were nearing a street crossing there followed another brisk walk through streets less filled with people and at last the conductor halted before a neat quiet-looking house this is home he said cheerily now for some breakfast caroline followed him timidly into a room at the end of the hall where stood a tall pale woman with her hair combed straight back in an unbecoming way she had a child in her arms and two more were clinging to her skirts one of them crying wearily, as though she were simply crying because she did not know what else to do. "'Well,' said the woman, turning as the door opened, "'have you got home at last? You are late.' "'Yes,' said Caroline's friend. "'We were pretty late getting in this morning, but we are here now, and glad enough this little woman and I are to be here. Hungry as bears we are, too. Hello, babies. How are you all?' and he patted one on the head stooped to kiss the other and held out his hands for the baby the woman meantime looked her astonishment at caroline while she talked to her husband 
they are all as fretful as they can be she said resigning the baby i have had a dreadful time getting breakfast they have all stuck to me like burrs and cried every time i stirred out of their sight john who have you here sure enough he said whirling around i didn't introduce you did i here is little miss bryant i declare i don't know what your first name is it was given in a very low and somewhat tremulous voice oh yes caroline bryant that is her name mother and she has come a journey without intending it she got started on the wrong train last night and instead of getting home at seven in the evening as she had planned she slept through and got to this city by daylight that's the story in a nutshell i brought her home with me to stay until the ten o'clock train to-morrow morning mercy said the woman and caroline could not help wondering just what the exclamation meant was her hostess shocked with her appearance or dismayed because she would have to keep her overnight the poor girl could not wonder at the dismay when she looked down at herself and realized that the dress which had gone a nutting and a waiting in the swift running stream was actually the one in which she was making a sunday morning appearance in philadelphia it really seemed due to her that some explanation of her condition be made at once we had been nutting she said my brother and some friends and i when we reached the station my brother was sent on an errand and the others went to take a walk and i got into the right train i thought and fell asleep and did not waken until morning i had had a fright and tore my dress and got it wet and my head ached so badly i hardly knew what i did humph said the woman you must have made trouble enough at home if you have a home this was almost too much for poor caroline she struggled with the lump in her throat which she supposed she had conquered some time before but which was there now larger than ever yes um she said faintly i have a home and a mother i don't know what mother will do mother is all right long ago the conductor said cheerily and he cast a reproachful look at his wife i wired her as soon as we reached the city she is planning by this time how to meet you to-morrow see here kit don't pull papa's hair all out and he tried to turn the attention on the baby the woman only apparently half satisfied turned away and began to dish up the breakfast it was after caroline had eaten the little bit which she could coax herself to swallow and retired to the farther end of the room to look out of the window and wipe the tears away unseen that she heard the conductor's wife say that is rather a queer story isn't it which she tells what became of the rest of her folks who went nutting did they all go to sleep and if they didn't why didn't they look after her i don't know what became of the others i'm sure the conductor said taking large mouthfuls of bread and butter but i know this party is all right she is a very interesting little girl i had to bring her home there wasn't anything else to do she will amuse the children i guess and so help you a little hm said his wife mrs prescott smith was on the train he said between the bites of beefsteak and took quite a fancy to her she stayed with her in the station while i went to telegraph why didn't mrs prescott smith take her home with her 
the wife asked she would have liked to only their house is closed they stay at the hotel over sunday well i suppose there was room in the hotel for another one i suppose she thought a hotel wasn't a nice place to take a strange little girl to who wasn't rigged up for travelling she had been nutting all day you see i suppose she was very glad not to be bothered with other people's business said his wife oh i don't know about that mrs smith is a benevolent woman humph she is benevolent with other people's things i never heard that she was with her own particularly she will send her second girl to help wash the dishes after a sociable but then the girl has to wash her own dishes all the same and doesn't get a cent more wages for doing extra work she told me so i call that the girl's benevolence and not mrs smith's her husband laughed oh well he said she has her weak places i suppose but there are worse people in the world than mrs prescott smith yes and better people some of them would have taken a strange girl home with them instead of letting a poor man like you bear the burden at this point caroline came forward her tears were dried and she felt that she could not endure the sound of another word if you please she said speaking rapidly and excitedly is there not some place where i can go and stay until tomorrow morning somewhere where i will not be in the way my mother will pay the people for keeping me i know she will and i want very much to go the conductor gave his wife the most reproachful look she had ever received from him and hastened to say why my girl what do you mean i tell you you are welcome here just as welcome as possible we are glad to have you see how quiet and good the children have been ever since they have had you to look at make yourself easy and be as happy as you can the day will pass before you know it it is passing pretty fast for me and i am getting no sleep out of it i have night work to-night too and he arose and whistling softly left the room you must not mind what you heard me say child the woman said not unkindly i speak right out whatever happens to be in my mind but i don't mean any harm you are welcome to be here i'm sure i'm very sorry to be here ma'am said caroline it was very kind in your husband to bring me but oh i would so much rather be at home and now the tears chased themselves rapidly down her face there there don't cry it is hard on you that's a fact when you didn't plan it or nothing what became of all the rest of them and then caroline told as steadily and as clearly as she could the whole queer little story and finished with what became of rufus and fanny kedwin i can't think i can said mrs brinker sagely i begin to understand it you all got on the wrong train then they got out for something and came back and got on the right one at the last minute maybe and you stayed on the wrong one and came to philadelphia it is too bad i am real sorry for you but you must make the best of it and think how soon tomorrow morning will be here her voice had grown very kind and comforting and caroline dried her eyes and offered to help wash the dishes i can do them alone if you will trust me she said i wash them at home for mother every day 
you do go about it in a business-like way that's a fact said mrs brinker watching the swift moving fingers with admiring eyes i reckon your mother understands how to work and has taught you well i don't mind leaving them to you i'm sure if you would just as soon though it is so queer to me to have any help that i hardly know how to act i often think about the time when my daisy will begin to help me but my children so far only know how to hinder and they are master hands at that is her name daisy said caroline catching her breath and turning quickly to look at the yellow-haired mouse of a girl who kept close to her mother and looked pale and tired the queer lump which had been threatening all the morning to choke caroline now arose in her throat again and she struggled with the tears which wanted to drop into the dishwater as she said with lips which quivered that is my little sister's name you don't say said mrs brinker with instant appreciation and sympathy and she is a little pet of yours i dare say my how glad she will be to see you to-morrow it was a masterly sentence turning the current of caroline's thoughts from the distressing present to the rose-colored to-morrow and making her resolve once more to be womanly and bear her trouble in silence and helpfulness it was a busy morning which was a great comfort in its way to have folded her hands and done nothing would have been almost too much for caroline mrs brinker availed herself of the opportunity while her dishes were being washed for her to wash and dress the baby and cuddle him to sleep then she hurried about the little room making it neat and cheery looking what can i do now caroline asked as having carefully washed and rinsed her drying towel and dishcloth she hung them in the corner where her quick eye saw that they probably belonged she waited before the lady of the house for her reply i declare for it said that good woman admiringly you are just as neat as wax and no mistake it shows what kind of a mother you've got i wonder if my daisy will ever show her bringing up as plain as you do well i guess you are tired enough to sit down a spell or maybe you would like to take a little walk for me out to the grocery it is just a few steps beyond the corner then catching the dismayed look on caroline's face and mistaking its cause she made haste to say perhaps you would best not you might take the wrong turn being unused to the city and get lost and that would be just dreadful i'm sure your mother would never forgive me if i risked it nor brinker either for that matter i'm not afraid of getting lost said caroline with a glow on her cheeks i can generally find my way but ma'am i thought you had forgotten that it was sunday oh said mrs brinker no i had not forgotten you ain't used to seeing stores open on sunday i s'pose they don't keep open here the best of em and i don't make a practice of buying things on sunday but there is a little corner grocery just for the convenience of folks who live away out here and i sometimes slip in at the back door and get one or two forgotten things i'm making a soup for our sunday dinner and i forgot every breath about a carrot or an onion and soup isn't worth much without those two things in it you know if you will look after the children a little i'll just slip down there and get a couple 
i always contrive to have a good dinner on sunday if i don't do much the rest of the week it is the only day he is at home to eat with us i'll take bubby along with me because he's so terrible shy that like enough he would cry and worry you out of your wits but daisy will like to get acquainted with you i guess daisy is mother's little woman generally though she does act uncommon fretty this morning i'll say that for her caroline said no more it is true she had been brought up to believe that keeping the sabbath day holy was of much more consequence than carrots or onions but she had also been brought up to understand that she must not interfere with the movements of others whom she had no right to control so she coaxed the fair-haired daisy who looked very unlike her own darling by that name to a seat on her lap in the great armchair in the corner and began a story to entertain her while bubby stumped away beside his mother i'll tell you a sunday-school lesson story she said because this is sunday you know and a great many little girls and boys are in sunday-school don't you ever go daisy shook her head when i get a big girl i'm going she explained and i'm going to take bubby and the baby i can't go now because mother can't leave the baby to take me and i'm too little to find my way alone and father has to sleep sundays poor little mouse what a revelation of life it was to caroline sunday the blessed day of the week to them her mother's day of leisure and privilege and to this family it meant simply a chance for father to sleep and for the mother to get up an extra dinner caroline was not a christian and she had not known how precious and important the sabbath services were to her until this day when she was shut away from them well she said after a moment's thought we will have a little sunday school all by ourselves at least we will have the lesson story do you know about lazarus daisy nodded excitedly do you mean tommy lazarus down by pike lane he is a bad wicked jew boy he froed stones at bubby and me one day when we wasn't doing nothing at all only just standing and looking at him and his father whipped him for it too oh no said caroline much shocked what would daisy bryant have thought of such ignorance as this i mean the lazarus whose story is in the big bible he lived in bethany and had two sisters named mary and martha do you know about him no said daisy was he a jew boy and did he throw stones if he did i hate him and why did his sisters both have two names just the same their names were not the same said puzzled caroline why do you think they were cause you said so you said they was both named mary martha i've got a cousin in new york named mary martha but her sister's name is hannah jane oh no said caroline laughing for the first time since she had discovered herself to be on the way to philadelphia and beginning to understand that she must frame her sentences more carefully i did not mean to have you understand it so i mean that the two sisters were named one mary and the other martha lazarus was their grown-up brother and he was good and they loved him jesus loved him too you know jesus don't you 
daisy nodded he is god and lives in heaven she said in a grave tone yes but he used to live on earth he used to come and see this family in bethany very often and he loved them all one day lazarus was taken sick he kept growing worse until at last his sisters sent for jesus to come and see him then they waited and watched but he did not come and at last lazarus died my little brother died daisy volunteered at this point and they put him in a box and dug a hole in the ground and put him in i hated them when they did that oh no said caroline you must not feel so it was only his body you know that was put in the ground little brother's soul went to live with jesus in heaven the sisters had lazarus buried in a grave and they cried and mourned very much because he was gone why didn't jesus come when they sent for him demanded the listener they did not know they could not understand why he should stay away when he loved lazarus so much but one day four days after their brother was put into the grave they were sitting with some friends who had come to tell them how sorry they were for them when someone brought word that jesus was coming along the road which led to the village humph said this little skeptic great good in his coming then i wouldn't have said a word to him i would have been so mad to think he did not come when i wanted him End of chapter seven